0: Hey, welcome back to PH Expanded. This is Mike McDonald. Uh, hey, thank you for reading the blog uh, today. I appreciate that. And um, I appreciate also the many kind words that I got midweek for the piece that I'd written, the part two piece on Juego de Posicion, the positional play that Arteta is putting into uh, practice at Arsenal. Uh, I got many nice comments and and such in the week, and that meant a lot to me, and I really appreciate that. Um, if you haven't checked it out, then go uh, check it out on the Groves site or on my timeline. Uh, it took me a, a while to research and learn and um, and put that together. So I'm uh, kind of proud of that. Anyway, moving forward, I didn't want to talk uh, any more about the positives, uh, the needs and the hopes from the Liverpool game last night. Uh, just feel that that's not anywhere near as important as the two topics which we are now laser-focused on, which is, one, the uh, the run-in for the rest of the season. And uh, I do believe, not trying to make an excuse or find uh, a positive out of the clouds, but um, I think if we were to come fourth in the league this year, I think all Arsenal fans would see that as a successful season and they would comfortably for- forego progress in cups and look past the disappointment of the FA Cup, lost to Forest. If we can get in the Champions League and we'd look back maybe in five years' time and perhaps we've had a run of being in the Champions League and look back to the season, this season, and say, well, that's that's where it started and we didn't think we were going to get it. We were OK with getting back to fifth or sixth and then maybe competing the following year. So I think that that is, uh, is where we're at, obviously, and I'm excited about the run-in. But what I really want to talk about this evening is transfers and the potential incomings at Arsenal. Um, I do think that starting at the top of the field, up front, that if we were to get Dusan Vlajevic, and I don't want to talk about other targets in that position just yet because it looks like we are singularly focused on him right now. There's obviously backup plans for the summer, but... Not sure that they're available right now, but he may well be. And there's something that makes me feel quite confident that we will get him. don't know why. I heard this evening that Juventus now entered the race officially. If they have, that could spell a little trouble because uh, many players that play in Italy like to stay in Italy. uh, And Juventus is much like um, the lure of Bayern Munich in Germany. Regardless of league position, I think uh, players like to uh, get the offer from Juventus and see that as something that they can't turn down. However, um, the Vlajevic situation could be the uh, sliding doors moment, as I like to say, uh, in our season. We could look back and remember that we signed this guy who was 21 years of age and was a physical monster, highly driven to succeed, which I think is something that never makes the headlines, but so true in an elite potential and um, see that as the the moment that everything changed and why we were to get the fourth or maybe even third place um, from the Chelsea-West Ham, Tottenham, Manchester United group that we're in. Uh, he uh, came to my mind again this evening watching that game. Lacazette's been rather good for us recently, but he has his limitations and he's driven me crazy, quite honestly, over the years because he's had such an unwillingness to change his movement in the box and whether Arteta has tried and just feels as, as we probably see that he finds it easier to coach younger players that aren't stuck in their ways but there was a time or two this evening when Martinelli was putting a cross in, Saka was about to and Lacazette was just standing behind or in between the defenders asking for the perfect pass, not creating any movements inside the box in order to get to the ball first, to deceive the defenders. And then I watch Vlajevic play and I see the opposite. Not that he's um, got every asset that you would want, but honestly he's quite close to that too. But his movement in the box is exactly what Arsenal are lacking. We now have a functioning attack and threat And even though Lacazette contributes to that, there's no doubt he's not contributing, um, at least to my feeling, when Arsenal have the ball in wide positions. And I I like to go on feeling. I don't know what the statistics are. My feeling is that when Arsenal have the ball in wide positions, it's not going to be him that puts the ball in the back of the net. And when the ball comes into the box towards him. I don't expect him to A get it and B put it in the net and so that's a major problem for a centre forward and you know defensive units if we're being honest are getting more organised and harder to break down because there's a greater load of players to get through so you have to be proactive in your movement. You've got to go first. You've got to make the defenders wonder where you are and he doesn't ever do that. So you know, this Vlajevic deal, if we can pull it off, would at the very least be a, a very big distraction for centre-backs. This new guy coming into the league, they don't know him. A lot of the footballers, I um, don't know if you know this, but they don't really watch football. Um, sometimes not even they're in their own league and they're not. they're completely oblivious to what's going on abroad, apart from the players that are playing in Europe when they play against certain players. But he would be an unknown quantity. Of course, coaching staff would give our opponents um, video evidence of of what he may or may not do. But he could. He could. He could explode if he comes whilst players are trying to figure him out. And again, at least, he could be a huge distraction because he's a big unit. So giving space to other players as two centre-backs now concerned about our centre-forward. Rather than perhaps one at best with Lacazette. So if that deal happens, and and the way I I am about transfers, I talk about them, but I don't ever get excited by the next morning's tweets about potential deals going through. I try to keep as calm as I can because a player like that gets me very excited. And me personally, I've been talking blogs for over 16 months about that particular player. Being the answer and then all of a sudden Arsenal are interested in him and so I'm trying not to get excited. Now moving to midfield. Some people say that that's the most important need for us right now. Um, I don't agree with that. I, I think that Arsenal need to fix the front line and I think the midfield has solutions that are manageable, especially if you look at our next five games. Uh, so, I, uh, I'm interested by the links to Arte, uh, the Brazilian at Juventus. I'm interested if he is just what's available. A player with elite potential, as I've mentioned before. But I don't know that he seems like the player that Arteta would normally go for. Um, hey it's a loan and that's probably borne out um, in the fact that this deal probably would have got done if we'd have accepted uh, an 18 month loan but clearly Arteta's not completely convinced by that uh, as him being a long term fix what he would bring if he comes is progressive play Um, not sure he would be uh, a starter but much like Elneny when he comes on, we know what we're going to get and it's not progression. And I think that there's an upgrade there in a player who's as technically secure as Elneny is, to be fair to him, but somebody that wants to be more progressive and that's his number one quality. Um, As far as uh, uh, Archer is concerned, you you watch him play and you see a player uh, with the ability to be press resistant As he twists out of pressure. Very reminiscent of the way Cazorla does. The the same way with the outside of his foot. And uh, his percentage. Of passing accuracy is so high. One of the highest in Europe. But it's the progressive passing. That Arsenal need. And as we've started to exit. uh, Through the middle of the field. Now from the back. As well as uh, exclusively sending it out wide. As we were doing robotically. At the beginning of the season. We have to have. Uh, initially players that are going to keep possession of the ball Feel comfortable with it And he certainly ticks those boxes But also the next step would be Somebody that's going to get it and progress it and As I said in my blog We had Odegaard in midfield That did a good job But uh, he didn't really progress the ball When he was given the opportunity And that was the difference in Arsenal and Liverpool last night They took their opportunities that they were given By our slips Physical slips on the ground And we were given more opportunities, had more opportunities to progress than Liverpool did, but didn't take those opportunities. So Arta would bring that to the team. Uh, moving to the right-back situation, I think everybody had the same feeling when we played Forrest, which was, who's that guy playing right-back? He wasn't just uh, eye-catching in one or two you know, main moments. It was from minute one to 90, wasn't it? He was Athletic, strong, unafraid, good going forward. Um, We had a, I think it was Martinelli, had a hard time with him uh, and trying to get around him. Couldn't really do it. And he is a Middlesbrough player. I found out, I thought he he was a permanent Forest player and he's not. He's a Middlesbrough player and for some reason they loaned him to Forest, which seems odd in itself. But um, if he's a player that we're going for, that's kind of exciting. I'd be up for that. always wanted Tarek Lamptey, and I think the club are interested in Tarek Lamptey. Uh, I think that the problem is that Tarek Lamptey comes with a price tag that's probably about seven times uh, higher than a player like Jed Spence at Forest. So has the club got the money to do a Vlajevic-type deal by uh, an elite midfielder in the summer and by a essentially what would be a backup right back for a price that Brighton would be asking, which would be close to £40 Now, for me, I've always wanted Lamptey because I like devastation. I like the threat of it. A lot of people don't like Adama Traore. And I can see why. But I think he's got so much devastation potential. A little like Theo Walcott, who I wasn't a fan of so much, but, you know, the... The ability, I think, to have somebody in your squad who, when all else fails, you've always got that guy. That guy who's got something that nobody else on the field has. And Theo Walcott had that electric pace and finishing ability. Adama Traore is the strongest, uh, most physically impressive footballer I think I've ever seen. And his power and pace is unmatched in the Premier League and I think with a good coach that we have, we could refine that in product. Well, Tarek Lamptey has something that no other right-back has. He has uh, electric pace. Of course, he came from the wing, um, but now he's back at, at full-back. And I just like the contrast between him and Tommy Tomiyasu Tommy who'll either stay back, or if he does go forward, he'll cut inside. I think it would be cool and appropriate if with an inverted right winger that we have in Saka, with him going inside all the time, if he had the option to dish it off to Lamptey on the outside. And Lamptey doesn't have to just pace, he's got a trick. And he's got a, a sudden change of pace. And unlike Theo, um, who struggled over the years with uh, slowing his wheels down and playing in different gears, as Arteta says, Lampty has different gears. So that one, keep an eye on that one. Now, the goalkeeping situation, well, that's kind of snuck up on us. We weren't expecting that to uh, be a switch until the summer. I think we were thinking that Leno was going to be patient and and wait um, because the World Cup is not until the winter, so he doesn't necessarily have to move now. But if Newcastle have come in for him and he can get regular playing time and for a goalkeeper, um, sometimes, as crazy as it sounds, for you if you're thinking about yourself as an individual rather than the team playing for a team that's going to have a lot of shots and a lot of opportunities for you to get highlights and also getting a lot of media recognition because you're the club that's now the richest in the world then going to Newcastle is probably a very smart move for him whether it's short or long term so we have a hole if that's true and then Matt Turner who apparently is in advance talks and it's progressing very quickly is a really good option. Um, Again, another great deal that Arsenal seem to now be um, keeping eyes on is not just the player, but the deal, which is nice. Uh, If he comes for less than 10 million, then that's a fantastic uh, opportunity for us. And, you know, me living here over in the States, I've seen him quite a lot. And he just reminds me, as I said, in the blog of Ramsdale, Um, it can't help but make you think that when you see the fire that he has when he saves a ball Um, he's a chest thumper like Ramsdale fires up his defenders, commands his area insane athleticism and I don't say that lightly and those of you who read my work know I don't use um, the big adjectives too often but his uh, ability to save shots how can I put it His ability to save shots that other goalkeepers wouldn't even try to save uh, or have the athleticism and the quickness to get to is quite something to behold. That is his superpower. Um, And then alongside that, to give you another piece that wasn't put in my blog, is his reliability. And uh, as my goalkeeping friend Kevin always tells me, You really want a goalkeeper that saves the shots that he should save and if you get that you're most of the way there and I've become a believer in that and with Matt Turner now being the national goalkeeper they call him the best player in the MLS and coming from a country where hands are better than feet I think that this is something that we should be not just excited about but I think it's fair to trust the club Uh, they deserve it after the summer Um, and don't be too concerned that he's coming from the MLS as a goalkeeper whichever league you play in it's much of a muchness as you're still having to do the same things Um, and uh, much different to buying a field player from a, uh, a league like the MLS so for what that's worth hey thanks again I appreciate you listening and uh, reading my article and um, I just want to say uh, thank you once again. and I never had 700 followers in three hours. Uh, that was a new thing for me. Didn't think that was humanly possible. But when you have kind people like uh, like Clive um, say nice things about you and then um, a percentage of his timeline starts to follow you and he's got such a, a large following... I suppose that that's possible. So I just want to say a public thank you to, uh, to Clive um, at Arsenal Vision for for doing that and, and Blog as well. Uh, very kind of them to um, support me, follow me and um, say nice things and uh, just makes me happy. Hey, thanks. Good night. <laughs>